Hello and welcome to Geeks Can't, the home of RPG jargon and general tomfoolery. My name is Zach, and I'm joined, as I am always joined, by the Dwarven DM, John Christian. Lolly ho. And the mayor of Fort Wayne, Troy Sandler. Mayor of Fort Wayne. <laughs> greetings. Greetings, one and all. Mussolini wave. Mussolini um, wave. Yeah. <laughs> Mussolini wave. Uh, I actually told the nephew of the mayor the story from uh, Winter Fantasy about uh, everybody calling me the mayor of Fort Wayne and asking if I could make a phone call to get mm. the streets plowed. And uh, the looks <laughs> that I got when I said I actually have the mayor's number in my wallet. So yes. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and and he, uh, the nephew was there and said, that's right, you do. I was there when he gave it to you. <laughs> <laughs> you of course you have your own phone number I, in your own I wallet. do, I do, yeah. It's yeah. Like, I call myself all the time. Well, today um, we're going to chat about a new piece of news. Do we have any other news that we want to hit before we dive into news topic slash topic um, for this episode? I don't think I have anything this time around. I'm good. Uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank, but that could change. Okay. Well, we'll... we'll well, feel free to interject. Um, I am going to start us off then. The big news um, from this week, and the thing that um, I think is really cool, I've uh, been reading uh, uh, some more into it and, and kind of familiarizing myself with much of it as we can, is that Free League, our buddies at Free League, um, friend of the show, has announced an official organized play program for Game Mastas. Yes. Finally. Uh, um, and it's going to be called the League of Free Agents, which is great. I love that. Um, and I think the news that we have is that you can sign up, which I have, to be a part of their organized play program. Um, they are going to be dropping, they're basically committing to dropping uh, an adventure or a scenario, as they call it, for each of their Year Zero products every year. Uh, so in Vasen, it's going to be a project uh, product called A Winter's Tale. Alien is going to get a product called Fallout. Sambarum is going to get Blight Knight. Uh, or that's Ruins of Sambarum is going to get Blight Knight. Sambarum is going to get Sleepless in the Mist. Uh, Coriolis is going to get Tamir and the Palace of Dreams. Tales from the Loop is getting the Haunted House, which I thought was cool. Um, and then Forbidden Lands is getting Shadows over Long Harbor. Um, there is a bunch more to this. Um, I'll, I'll try to give us the highlights real quick here. Um, two seconds. Here we go. Uh Becoming a free agent also gives you access to game scenarios, exclusive forum, an exclusive forum, an exclusive newsletter, which, sure, um, discounts in the Free League web shop, which they basically said that you're going to get a small amount of credit per game that you run as part mm -hmm. of their organized play program, and then exclusive giveaways at physical conventions. Um, and then you'll also, as I understand it, get access to these game scenarios for free as part of the... Uh, 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 that's part of being a free agent is you get these scenarios for free. <sighs> this is really cool, right? We're in agreement. This is, this is oh, fantastic. Oh yeah. oh yeah. I'm so, I'm like super excited about this. It's yeah. past time. Yeah. We've already yeah. said it before. The free league is 
man, I think it's going to end up being a market disruptor. Mm-hmm. They've got their if just from the the quality of the IPs that they've got, the engine that they're running off of, the quality of the product that they're putting out. Man, I, I have not found a single free league product that I'm not in love with. Not one, not yet. Right, right. There's, uh, I think there's some th- some noticeable gaps. Um, and my hope is that those gaps get filled or they address why those gaps are there. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me, let me kind of run through the gaps that I noticed. Obviously, um, there's a couple of bigger gaps in, we don't see a one ring or a twilight 2000 announcement. Um, mm. my suspicion is that those will probably come later in the year. Both of those are new releases, but I don't see any reason why you wouldn't want to have a twilight 2000 campaign or a one ring product. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a great thing to do six months from now when you want more press, right? Um, so I, I think that the other one that I didn't see was uh, Mutant Year Zero, um, which is one of their older products. Yeah, it's kind of an undersung product. You don't really see that much about it these days. Everything right. else and seems to be in front of it. Exactly. And and that's probably why we didn't see that. Um, is it, it's It's kind of left back in the dust a little bit um here's here's another one that they didn't have they have a new lovecraft line i don't know much about it but they um at, at the mountains of madness they haven't done anything with that and Morkborg. well okay Morkborg, i think is a very interesting thing i it because of the mechanic of how the world eventually ends, mm-hmm. that mechanic would have to go away for an organized play campaign. Yeah, but that's super easy to do, and it's optional. It's, it's anyway. super easy to do, and also it's very much you're going to die a lot. Yeah, Bear Droid makes a really good point too. That, I'm surprised PG. too because everything else has been PG PG thirteen out of them. Uh, well, I'll say that Alien RPG is pretty dark um but it's yeah, not but it more can still be it can still be pg-13 yeah. well but but so can morkborg like i it mean it could but that takes uh, to well, me that takes, you know I, I don't like so i i'm gonna i'm gonna make a statement i think that the that most of the morkborg stuff that's been written is pg-13 i i could probably agree with that but it you know to me an organized that and this is actually going to get into what the actual topic is what yes you know what tabletop rpg organized play campaigns mean and yep. are they mm-hmm. good what do they what do they do wrong what do they do well so i guess we're going to jump into that right now well, uh, oh, uh if if you don't uh mind real quick here cuz i i don't want to i don't want to um uh, i don't want to steal your thunder though um but the uh uh, uh well here you know what I'm, I'm going to drop it anyway, so go for it. Interrupted you for no reason. <laughs> okay. Uh, the more the to me the idea of having a an organized play campaign, um, you know, it's very much rooted in, in Adventurers League. It's taking that character from table to table, from adventure to adventure, and having it grow and yep. and and do cool things, and having that shared experience with Morkborg. That the looming darkness, the, the threat of death is so prevalent 
that it kind of almost defeats the idea of an organized play campaign because you're, you know, oh yeah, I went to go play this at this one table and oh my character died, so I got to <laughs> make up another character. Well, now I'm going to go play this other table and my new character. Oh well, shit, my new character just died. Too. I well, that uh, speaks to the, the nature of organized play, though, doesn't it? Does organized play mean that you have a character that's that goes on and on and on, or is it? An, or, an organized means by which you promote play of the systems that you're trying to promote in the first place, right? With Morkborg, do you do you have to survive the scenario, or is or is it an a- anthology of stories? And if your character dies, whoop de woe, that's Morkborg for you. Or is, does, is it a TPK? Whoop de woe, that's Morkborg for you, kind of thing. It's not necessarily the 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 pass fail win lose of it. It's just this an arc that's played out in increments that is organized by the, the publishing agency or a community that they, that they utilize. I'm not, I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm just saying that like, you know, look at, let's, let's take adventurers league. And you know, a lot of these people that are, that are in chat right now have played at our tables mm-hmm. at adventurers league. Yeah. If their character is dying every session, yes. Whoopty. Whoa. That's Morkborg. But what's the through line? What's the through story? I, what's the carryover? It's like let me make yeah, let me make a couple. Uh, let me let me pitch a couple of things here. I don't think that Morkborg by design is a character session. I think that no, it will have it a be. higher death rate than your standard, right? But mm-hmm. I also think that I think I agree with you in part. You said a, a word that I think is very important. You said an organized play campaign. I think that Free League, by the what they're presenting here, they have zero interest in campaigns, at least for organized play. They are committing to one scenario, one release scenario, one one shot per year. I think that their vision of organized play is we're going to give you a, a an adventure that is easily ran mm-hmm. at your local game store or at a convention yeah, to give people an experience of alien or Vasan or forbidden lands. And we're going to refresh that experience once a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in that respect, Morkborg is perfect more in that, in that concept of, of organized play. And yes. And I think we could have a debate about, or we could have a discussion about is, is that the perfect implementation for all organized play or for organized mm-hmm. play in general. But if free league is going to do it this way, where it's one thing a year, I like, maybe there's an argument. I know that like, I think free league picked up Morkborg, like they bought it from the company or what, like it's not made. I don't think it's an original yeah, they, they product it, that yeah. they, I think they now own it, but they didn't originally make it or something like that. So maybe that's part of the right. answer is that they, there's more p- people, more hands in that pie and they're, it's 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 not the easiest one to bake. I don't know. Um, so okay. But, so yeah. To me, that kind of begs the question because to me, that's not organized play. I mean, why not? I think but, that's that's the thing. What, like, what did what, you like, organize? Just break. Well, you what you did is you organized the you organized the play. Right. It's like you want everybody to play the exact same adventure as a way, a means by which like the, the ultimate uh, uh, reason why you do organized play at all, whatever you end up, how, whatever 
flavor of organized play or whatever your interpretation is. The entire purpose is to promote the game yeah. and get people playing it so that they want to buy more of it. And so you create right. more of a, a, a hunger or a thirst for it, right? And it also, it also speaks to how the game is played. Yes. And that's to, why, yeah, to a degree, yeah. That's why D&D, you have organized play campaigns. It's right. one story that leads into the next, leads into the next. Because to me, if you're just if you're just spitting out one shots to promote your game, that's not organized play. That's promotional play. That's but, a that's a here's a taste. It doesn't it doesn't need to be organized with anything else. It's the yes, it's the time is organized, the area is organized, and all this other stuff. But okay, we were almost leaving up on this one. Then I'm not disagreeing with you. That, but I, what I'm gonna will disagree with is that that's not the only path to an organized play system, and this is an opening salvo, if nothing else. Maybe they do this, and this is the only thing they do. They do, or maybe this is just the first rung of the ladder. It's like, look, let's not bite off too much more than we can handle. Let's not have five different ca- campaigns running in parallel. Instead, let's just commit to one, let's commit small, and then we'll give them more. Based on what the feedback actually is, or do we have people going be. out there and that are promoting it and they're doing it and our sales are going up? Awesome. Let's invest more into it. And we'll make it into an actual campaign. For now, this is the safe way of going about it. This is the first step, I think. Yeah, it I think, be. I think that there's several companies, and Freely was one of them. That the problem that they had was that they didn't have that in that open that opening for people to access their system. Mm-hmm. Um, who who have never played it before? Now, obviously, Free League has done a great job where others have floundered in in creating starter sets and things like that that make it at least somewhat approachable. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, D and D kind of gets to I, I don't I think they un I think they do this to their own detriment. But they have the right and the capability now of skipping this step right? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because it's D and D. If you like RPGs, you know they're you, you, you. This is the granddaddy, right? So if we want to do a campaign and we want to just dive off the deep end, great. Nobody's going to say boo. Um, when you're trying to pull people into a new system or to a new whatever, to a new brand, I think you need uh, bite size to coin a phrase uh, <laughs> to use a, use a to say a line that we've never used before. Um, never. You need bite sized content that people can kind of, uh, you know, take a bite of, kind of feel it around in their mouth, get a sense for it, and decide if they want to eat a whole plate of it, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, and then I think, though, that I think that there's an organization aspect that comes out of that. I think just from the standpoint of they're trying to build a community mm-hmm. of playing their game in a... Uh, a in an official capacity with official adventures and blah, 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 blah. And where they have game masters that are recording their events mm-hmm. and they're handing out swag and they've got games running at conventions that are all put forth by the same entity. And all of that I think is organized, but I think the, the most logical next step for this is taking some of their other content or creating new content for it and saying, yes, it's one shots, but it's also, 
yes, you have a, the cinematic mode for Alien, but we also have a campaign mode for Alien. Mm-hmm. And how cool would it be if you could sit down at a table ongoing and play as a space marine in this great war against the Xenos? Um, and every time you go to a convention, you're coming alongside other space Marines and mm-hmm. taking part in different missions. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I do agree though, that I think this is the right, I think they've got to figure out what their audience size is at a convention. Right. Mm-hmm. I think they might be surprised. I, I think, I hope so. Right. Well, like that's, that's the goal. Us, I would love it. Right. I don't know what the footprint looks like for, for their community. This is, and I think it's safe for them. They may have like the statistical numbers of how many books they've sold, how many dice they've sold and things like that. But how many people are actually playing maybe a thing that they have to, they're trying to figure out also. And so when we're talking about organized play, I think we're also talking about, uh, it is a coordinated effort. Mm -hmm. It is a coordinated effort public coordinated effort to play the game. It is engaging at the friendly neighborhood game store level. It's engaging at the convention level, as opposed to it just happening organically at home. It the online is level. What's that? The online, you know, yeah. 20 or whatever level, right? Exactly. Right. And getting what those numbers look like and then getting now what that does, this opens them up to feedback that they haven't been able to see before outside of just their, um, outside of uh, beta testing. Their, but if, their you're games. Only, if you're only doing one adventure, Per system per year, right? One hundred percent. That's the weird. That's that's no. That is that, not. That's what I'm saying. That is not organized play. Because okay, so I'm going to answer a couple questions here. Craig said, "What's wrong with four hours of fun?" Not a thing. But just a single session of four hours of fun in a year for a setting is not organized play. Well, it's um, four hours of fun play. times the number of settings, though. Two. No, it, no, it's not. No, it is not. It's to me because it's per setting. If if I'm if I want to try, uh, you're saying because you can't take rank. your character, right? That's not oh, okay. There's that's the organized of organized play to me is the taking that set, that character to different tables and playing through some kind of a story arc because there is organization involved in that. Just throwing down saying, "Hey, we're having a free league day. We've got twenty DMs." And we're all we're we're going to run two sessions of mm-hmm. of I'm doing Alien, Zach's doing uh, Forbidden Lands, you know whatever. Yes, it's organized, but that's not organized play. That's organized play, though. That is organized play. I think what we're getting the we're getting stuck in organized. I think where, where you're getting stuck though play. is you're getting stuck in like the way that dis, uh, the way the D and D has done it. Which is like this? It's, it's taken them decades to get to this point, as opposed to uh, well, players that are coming in relatively young to it. They don't have like why one why one a year because you don't want to oversell or, or you don't want to overpromise. Is we're getting in the, the weeds of of two different definitions of what organized play mm-hmm. is. And but 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 what I would agree with Troy is to say, okay, so that person shows up at Origins and plays a game of Alien and is like, mm-hmm. whoa, this that is awesome. awesome. How can mm-hmm. I play more of this? The Well, the answer is, well, at Gen Con, we're going to have the same thing again, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that you have to have a new thing all the time and it has to be as enormous, but it, and, and I know that we're saying one a year for this first year. Cross mm-hmm. your fingers that it becomes more than that, because I think if they want to have a, a, a presence at conventions or at a game store at whatever, where it's not just, oh, we got a taste of it, and now go buy the book and play it at home. But we don't really have anything else for you here. Yeah. 
um, mm -hmm. there has to be some ongoing trickle. I think that we're going to get that. I just think that this is them. I don't think we're going to get Coriolis organized yeah, play long term. Get, all of these, all of these settings are not going. They are not organized play friendly. Yeah, that's probably why Morkborg. Hmm. I don't see is, is that being in the sense that I'm speaking of. It is not probably going to be an organized, especially play not a long term thing. No. And and it's not even just about friendly it's about demand right i think that they're putting out six and they'll probably put out a two a couple more later in the year i think that's their feelers to say like all right let's see how many downloads we get yep. of coriolis versus how many downloads we get of alien and then let's see um how many G dms volunteer to run each of these things at the convention and then in 2023 we'll evaluate and we'll say okay well we had a 10 to one on Coriolis versus alien. Obviously we're going to, you know, give you two or three adventures for alien this year, but we're not going to get to, we're going to drop Coriolis cause nobody was really running that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I just feel like that, uh, you know, and, and Barry Dray says that he doesn't see that uh, character progression is a big thing in mm -hmm. free league stuff. Well, as I said, if, if, character progression isn't a big deal in free league stuff then why in the hell would i ever want to bother with it if i because i'm not going to just buy games and do one a one shot and be done with it i want something where i can and it doesn't have to be a year-long campaign give me give me three adventures give me give me 12 hours of fun with the same character in an alien campaign that you know or the same storyline Maybe I went through three characters. Maybe my character died at every single one because I got ate by a xenomorph. But give me that story arc. <laughs> but you're you're stuck on quantitative character progression, like you're on a numeric progression, right? More dice, more no, bonuses. I just want the story. Well, you I can you can do that. Though. That's, you can story. still have that in. You can have that as a part of the arc. Like I know what you're, if you're saying that. How can I have character progression with one story? With one with, with one four hour. Module. I don't know how you would. The only thing I could say is like if they, it's a a theater system, right? It's like play Tales from the Loop, and you play the the haunted mansion or whatever the 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 one that they're coming out with is, and then if you want to play more, uh, your friendly neighborhood game store can run this module out of whatever source book that they've got because they've, they've got a couple of it feeds um, into it feeds into the starter set or whatever right, right? Or yeah, feed, yeah, feeds into the starter set or it feeds into one of the they've got another book that's like just adventures that you can run for tales from the blue too i can't just think of it off the top of my head but maybe that's it for now i think again like i think they can't bite off too much they've got a lot of different ips that they're going to end up having to run things for in the first place and have to coordinate and create adventures for and play tests and all that good stuff. Like this is like, to me, this is just the baby step in getting there. And then they'll reevaluate and they'll, to Zach's point, they'll say, these systems got the most traction. Let's go in this direction with them. And let's reevaluate these other two systems over here and do something different with them or, or sunset them or like put them in on the back burner for the time being. I think that's what well, this so is. This, so this is, so what you're saying is this, this single adventure that they're going to release is the starter adventure for the starter adventure. I don't know, no. but I'm just saying, like maybe that's the case, or maybe that's a way because that they could do it. The the, the my sticking point is this: I don't care about conventions. Yes, conventions one shots all day long because it's only a weekend. You're not you don't live there. 
an organized the organized play where where it really lives and breathes is well it used to be anyway till covid came along was at the store if if you sit down and you play that four hour session and like you said you that person got hooked they just live right down the street they're going to be back next week mm-hmm. hey i brought my i brought my space marine because he survived i want to play in the next adventure well, we don't have anything for you because it's the same adventure. That's not yeah. going to get any traction. That's yeah. going to that's going to be that's going to do more harm than good because you know it's like well, well I I played I had a lot of fun. Who, where do I go now? It's like well, now you got to find somebody to run it for you because I'm I'm doing tales from the loop this week. You know, yeah, it's like, I, give, like that's why I'm saying give. It doesn't take them. It's not going to give them that much more effort to do a three adventure arc. It might take longer for us to see Coriolis come out as a yeah. organized play thing, but give it a storyline so people can get something out of it to really sink their teeth into and go, "Oh, I see how it kind of goes and stuff." Now I can. Now I'm going to go buy the thing. I'm going to go run the thing. Alien um, has a um, a new box set coming out called Heart of Darkness, um, and. Alien has already got this great pitch within it about uh, act acts, at least in the the adventures that I've written, right? Act one, act two, act three. If they're smart, and I think they are, really. Mm-hmm. They're very smart. Their mindset will be about how do we, could we craft a box set? And I think they came really close with that starter set. But can we craft a, a box set that facilitates each act being played in a session? Like that's the, and of course people's definition of a session, but, but the idea being like you sit down and you play act one and then you come back later and you play act two. Mm -hmm. If that's what heart of darkness is, then you could say, well, you play this first, you know, you play fallout and then, uh, the box set heart of darkness is our organized play initiative. And we have ways of, you know, hooking people up with, I don't know. I'm just saying that like there's, there's, there's answers here. And I, I am fully agreeing with you, Troy, that if what you want is for players to not just experience your game, but actually to become invested in your game mm-hmm. through organized play, you have to have something that you, you, some people are going to be like me. And it sounds like John, which we're like, I'll play one shots all day long. I don't care. Oh, like, I like one shots too, but yeah, I but that, that to me is not organized play. Yeah. But, 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 if that's what if, if that's what my ga- local game store said that that they have fifty two alien one shots <laughs> and that's where they're gonna play, I probably am not gonna complain and actually gonna be okay, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I'm not the normal person, and also I like variety. So uh, for both of those reasons, I agree with you that um, I think the right blend is one shot introductions, and then you start saying for this brand, what makes sense. Mm-hmm. is it three is it a trilogy that we kind of staple on here you know if aliens a great example if it's a cinematic if if your if your key thing is cinematic play well then it shouldn't be a 12 act campaign right because cinematic is about things happening in a dramatic fashion like you're watching a movie and it's not longer form storytelling if your key focus is campaign play with space marines then you shouldn't be doing arguably mini one shot, mini one shot, mini one shot, because you've already designed a game that's for this. It takes place over multiple sessions. So I, yeah, 
so okay look i think that it, this is going to be like a, there's a combination of things here. I think that Troy, you, you and I have a difference of opinion on what organized play is, what it means to us, more yeah. than more than like a like a sheer definition, <clears throat> versus what I would prefer to see in an organized play. I'm like I would love like what I want is I want what you're saying. I want the trilogy that I can run through and I can do have a beginning, middle, and end to the story. That's what I want. I think with, maybe I'm giving Free League a really like a lot of grace in this and that this is them dipping their toe into organized play and they're not trying to bite off more than they can chew. Having and like that, five different writers well. writing adventures. Like, it's like, look, let's just see if we can do one one this year and let's see how this thing goes. Let's see if we can keep from screwing it up, you know? Yeah. And I don't even know where they're sourcing these from because Free League is, is like across the pond. So if they're trying to coordinate organized play across internationally, even in the U.S., who are their writers? Are they? Is everything going to be Scandinavian writer, writers in in Switzerland, Sweden? Well, or are got, they going to do? I mean, anything? they've got that uh, the the free league um, portion of Drive Through RPG. So there's people out there writing for it. So that's true. There's so so. You mind if I bounce us into a slightly different direction here? Because because sure. our topic Absolutely. idea here is really about TTRPG organized play in general, right? And mm-hmm. some to some capacity. So what I want to balance into real quick is like, okay, so free league started and they've kind of said they're going to do one shots for a year and see how it goes. Um, what about the people that haven't started? Like, like, like if we were going to point fingers at some of these other folks and say, here's how they should do it. Or here's, here's a way that we think would be cool if they did it. Let's, you know, as I'm looking at as an example of one that I'm running right now is Modifius, Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at, you know, they have a ton of cool brands, plus they have some cool in-house brands, right? Um, you know, from Fallout to Star Trek to Dune, but also, and, and Conan and John Carter and blah, 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 blah. But they've also got like their Action Cthulhu is really cool, right? Um, and Freely, or Modifius is weird because like, look at Dune as an example. Dune, they've already cranked out two PDF adventures. Mm-hmm. on the side right like plus a book plus a hardcover book they mm-hmm. just released this last year they've already cranked out uh uh an arrakis compendium and now they've also cranked out um um two two adventures basically that are here pdf five bucks in comparison to some of these other places like they already have the the production capacity it seems like to to write organized play material they just don't have the build behind it um, do we have an idea of like, if we were going to tell Modifius or ask Modifius, um, what, what we would like to see from them as far as organized play, would it be different than what we asked for free league or what we'd see at D and D? Uh, for me, no. I mean, I, I would still like to see, you know, more. Yeah. Give me, give me a one shot that, that gives me the taste. And if I like it better have a backup of a couple more <laughs> stories to, to get me into it. Cause like, you know, very to say, it's like, you know, that's not their, that's not free league's business is, is the opposite of D and D, but it's not They're They're writing games to be played and you know, that you, you play it how you want to play it. There's a lot of people out there that will, you know, try to play campaigns with it and, and, and things like that. But, you know, I don't expect every uh, organized play thing to be like D&D. It's like, okay, 
we're going to have 20 adventures or how, you know, whatever it might be. And, it, you know, it's going to be a new adventure every two weeks or every month or whatever. No, I don't need that. But <laughs> give me something that tells more of a story than just a one shot. Because, yeah, I'll play a one shot. And that's, oh, yeah, that's cool. But again, if I can't go back to my store and run it and and have a story to run or a story to play in, then I, I don't have any, you know, maybe my group doesn't want to play this, you know, because like we is, hear that with, with D&D. It's like you need an outlet to, to play. Is the vision, do you think, um, so... <clears throat> You, you talk about store play a lot, and and I, I agree. I don't have a lot of experience with store play, but um, but I understand the the desire for that, and that there that is a big component. Do you think though that um, if free if free league was to say yes, we agree, it's the stores, it's the it's the you know people playing online, it's the whatever we want to give a taste, and then we want a long campaign. That's that's what this is all about. We're not so worried about conventions and and that side of things. Um, then what what do you have? To, what would you say if they said, "Well, you do a one shot and then you go buy a box set mm-hmm. and you run the box set at the store," or or if not a box set, right? Because uh, Tales from the Loop has a couple of different uh, like there's. Uh, uh, out of time is one of them. And then like our friends, the machines and other mysteries are other, bo- uh, other books that they've got. So essentially what you're saying is the first module is a thing that we provide to the community as for the, for organized play. And then you break it up like they, they did with um, while we on the witch light and say the rest of the organized play is everybody's going to run the adventures out of this book. If, if they've got adventures. Yeah. I mean, cause like, and that's the way that that it, for Tales from the Loop, it's like that, right? I don't, I don't know if it's like that for every single one of the the. Uh, I think they have they got adventures for like alien well, RPG the, that's outside of the, the box set, right? The trickiness, right, is what is maybe where Troy's gonna is a is and maybe Troy, you're you're gonna bounce to this is if if you say great, you're gonna bounce from Alien One Shot Fallout to running. Um, not their starter set, but their Destroyer of Worlds cinematic module, right? Which is a box set advent campaign, right? Mm-hmm. Um, great. Well, if if you run, if somebody walks in two weeks from now and says, "Hey, I had a great time with the one shot. I'd love. I have my 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 scientist. I would like to play some more." A box set adventure isn't modular in sessions mm-hmm. right and so if they come back in two weeks you say oh well this is really a story and the story started last week and if you come in this week you're kind of coming in the middle which isn't the end of the world but it doesn't well, really yeah. it's not the same as pop it into a module of D. um but i like i don't know my local game stores don't even like they don't give care at all about Adventures League module play, and every game mm-hmm. store that I talk to is like, "Oh, we run Curse of Strahd, or whatever, right?" Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't like. Maybe there's a there's a reason for that, and if there was a better modular system, then they would do that. But it, I kind of suspect that even D and D that pours so much time into the modular construction, most game stores, it seems to me, maybe are picking up the hard covers or their own homebrew, and they'd rather do one of those than. With some exceptions, the uh, 
the uh, uh, session by session campaign path. Mm-hmm. I think it just depends, right? Like, I didn't. Does Modifius have an OGL for any no. of their for their systems? Yes, but not for any of their IPs, right? They don't have an OGL for their system or their IPs. That's a shame. They, that's I that's think, a limiter. That's a I, limiter right there because what you like. Yeah. What I was going to say that that freely could should do is if they've got access to if you can write adventures for Tales from the Loop, you you lean on your community and you find those like yeah. the guild adept equivalents so, and have them write stuff for you. So Free League has a year zero OGL and you can write year zero content, but I think you can only write it for drive through for their in-house brands and not for their licensed brands. Gotcha. Um, and then Modifius at the moment doesn't have any OGL for anything, though I expect that will change uh, pretty quick. Mm. Um, but that that's definitely inhibitor, right? Um, but again, if... if <sighs> Yeah, it's just it's it's weird to me that in Year of Our Lord 2022, two years into COVID, there are companies that uh, uh, haven't facilitated organized play. Um, you don't have anything else going on, right? Like, like why not crank out a few PDFs because nobody cares about physical product during <laughs> the COVID years? Um, why not crank out some PDFs, hook up some VTT assets? And get people playing your game uh, when they're ravenous for game content right now. Um, so I it, maybe it's it's justifying the investment in time and resources, and not just like financial resources, but just you have to devote someone internally to kind of like leading the charge and herding the cats at the very beginning. And if that, oh, unless you've yeah. hired somebody on that knows what they're talking about, you know, like or, and that knows the the ins and outs of organized play. You're you're going to end up adopting a lot of those people from from D and D organized play. We we run in those circles like our, ourselves, right? But how yeah. often? Like, I'm like for I hate to keep going back to free league at least, but going back to them, I don't know that that's even on their radar. Gotcha. Considering the publishing company is in a place, I don't know what the landscape looks like overseas when it comes to to organized play at all. So they might not even have a basis for comparison to use for something and, like that. And Bear Droid's asking if. If, you know, you do one season at a time and as a company and you say, hey, we're going to we're going to do alien this season and, and everything else gets one shots. But alien, we're going to commit to doing a, mm-hmm. a maybe a bigger thing or a, a season. I like the word season actually a lot, um, which is a great idea. Um, but also, I would say that a lot of these companies have dedicated teams. Right. Mm-hmm. So the people who are writing alien my guess, we could look it up in the credits, but my guess is are not writing Tales from the Loop. Uh, right. So so it's not a there's an organized there's an organization factor to all of this, and there's probably somebody that has to helm that. But from mm-hmm. a production of the content, it's really a matter of going to each individual team and saying, We're we're looking for a season, um, or we're looking for additional content and and working with them to produce it. Um I don't know. It's a fascinating, fascinating uh, uh, discussion. Well, let, me ask, let me ask you this. Let's let's turn the, the microscope away from non D and D organizations or uh, publishers, and let's look at let's look at D and D for a minute. And like the what they're 
Do we feel like having a, a conversation about the direction of organized play for Dungeons and Dragons these days? And what it, at least what it feels like to, to a lot of us. <laughs> sure. I'll start if, if, if it helps at all. Uh, it looks to me like adventurers league is an afterthought. It's always been an afterthought. It, well, has it though? It doesn't like the first four well, seasons. It didn't feel like that. Uh, yes. Uh, at least a fifth edition, a fifth edition. Fifth I don't know edi- how RPGA was back in the day. I ran a couple of things here and there, just a smattering in third and fourth edition. Yeah. Adventure like League a- has always been the redheaded stepchild of wizards of the coast. They don't, they, they didn't care about it. They didn't really want it, but it was kind of one of those things that, well, the precedent's been set by the RPGA. So we probably better have one for fifth edition too because we've had one during every other edition and and that is the that is the truth i have heard so many different stories from people that know things that adventurers league was not wanted it was barely tolerated mm. but yes well then does that make the argument that who gives a crap about organized play in the first place you look at dungeons and dragons and their success right now and like in spite of treating organized play like a redheaded stepchild, they seem to be doing fine. So then well, what is the, where, where does the benefit of organized play come in? Well, I think there's a difference between, to, you know, like Tri said, like they're, they're barely tolerating it, but they're still doing it, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's hard to argue that you aren't seeing some benefit from that, just simply from us going to conventions, which conventions are such a small piece of it. But mm-hmm. you go there and you run D&D in... This, you know, six years after 5e has been created or however long it's been at this point, and you have new people playing 5e at your table at Gen Con, right? Like that's, that's, uh, that's indicative, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that what we're seeing is a, a reeling in of, of organized play for D&D right now. And I don't know why when you have the biggest year of your of your existence that mm-hmm. that's the year that you choose to say let's scale back and it's not like they're not doing like you've got like concerted efforts to continue organized play in spite of you can't use COVID as an excuse no. right but you can't use it as there's probably I, I would argue to some degree there's probably the possibility of more organized play happening as a result of COVID as opposed to COVID somehow dampening there there's there totally that is totally true and see that's kind of one of those things where i don't know why wizards never really cared about the power of organized play there, it, it's clear it is it is evident to us that there is a power to it because we see it all the time we see it at every convention we go to because we're in those trenches but also that kind of goes to the to it kind of speaks to the point of as far as I'm concerned, you know, I love D&D. I love the game. I've played it for years, and I love 5th edition. But as far as I'm concerned, the people at Wizards of the Coast that are designing this official content are sitting in their ivory towers designing content in a vacuum and not giving two shits as to what the people that play the game, how they play it, what they want to play, and what they're asking for. They are giving us what they think is what it should be, and that's that's up to them. They can do that because it's their game. And if they don't see a value in organized play, that's fine. They don't need to see it, but it is there. So to, to, to try to figure out why they don't see it 
or care about it or whatever, who knows? Not my problem. ROI. That's what it boils down to. Return on well, investment. I think is a it lot worth of it, it to them? Like to for yeah. like how many tables does Dave say that he runs at Gen Con? That's going to be the big one, right? We know that D and D is probably paid played at least by volume, volumetrically the most at Gen Con every year. Wouldn't you say in one event? Mm. Hundred and seventy-seven tables. Does that sound about right for how many he runs? I think that's what he said yeah. last time, right? Hundred and seventy-seven times six players, I mean, somewhere in the in, somewhere in the the ballpark of like eight hundred players, right? Eight hundred players, unique players, maybe five hundred if you're lucky. Which is like and, until like pretty, until COVID shut us down, I think uh, it shut the conventions down. Uh, Pathfinder was still putting more people through. Well, if you look at Pathfinder, the ballroom, man, was friggin' ginormous all, all, at Gen Con and at Origins. Because that used yeah. to be ours. Right. And, okay, so here, what I think may have happened is with, with 5e Adventures League. In 4th edition, their organized play stuff, they were sending DMs for free actual printed yeah, they were. modules. With maps. Miniatures. And, yep. Maps. Handouts. All kinds Tokens, of yeah. stuff. And they were just, and and the stores took advantage of it, and were saying, "Oh yeah, we're running, we're running encounters, and we're running this, and we're running that," and just got all of this free content sent and all of this cool DM thank you swag. And what happened? They turned around and would sell it on eBay mm. or stuff like that. And so it's like that probably soured Watsy to the taste of of organized play at that point, but. And that's why they're kind of like, well, we have to do it mm-hmm. because we've been doing it this whole time. We have to do it. And this is this is crap. And so they, in fifth edition, they stripped all of the extra stuff away. And so mm-hmm. you get modules as a PDF and you got to print it out yourself. Maybe they've been edited. Maybe they haven't. You well, know. They did that over time, though. They did right. that over time because I remember again first first season maybe even second or third season you had a lot of little packets that would come out with the different factions mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. table tents and all this other stuff that was printed out for you uh, but you saw like a, a deep or a steep decline around season four if I remember correctly because again the, the, that was still that mindset because the the players were getting those those cool cool uh, faction folios. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they those got on eBay. Mm-hmm. You know, pe- people weren't getting what they were supposed to be getting. DMs were hoarding it. Stores were hoarding it. Uh, they also were sending you actual printed copies of the cert- certifications for the different mm-hmm. items and stuff. Those were ending up on eBay. People were selling those things and, and all that kind of crap. And that's why, you know, I... I it jaded them to the point where they hated the whole process. They hated everything about it. They knew they were going to get screwed, so they they didn't really want to do it. But again, that that goes back to there is a power in it if you do it right and you don't put the stuff in. I, I think they've realized over time that it's like, hey, wait a minute. You mean we still have a large following of of, a, of organized play players and DMs? even though we're not buying their love with professionally printed modules and mm-hmm. scads mm-hmm. Of, of minis and stuff like that. And I think that, again, I think the bad taste is still there. I think it might be changing. 
Um, as far as I'm concerned, the current season of, of organized play is a joke. Not because yeah. the content sucks, mm-hmm. but because the content this time around is the hardback book, and that's lazy. It was a phone-in. Yeah, It's a phone-in, but yeah. I also know that uh, they are getting hammered for that. There's a lot of people upset about that. There's a couple of them in chat right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> so uh, what I'm looking at our, I'm looking at how long we've, we've gone at this time. I knew this news article was going to get us worked up. Yeah, it's going to be a quick episode. <laughs> yeah, episode. it's going to be a quick, quick. episode. Quick. Well, you know, the, the, I think that we've touched on D and don't know that like, we could do a whole episode about about just D and D organized play and restructuring it and mm-hmm. go deeper into that. But um, for sake of you know keeping keep keeping the focus of this episode on TTT or TTRPG content and organized play in general, and we've now talked about three different companies and 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 what I think I think maybe this is a good point to veer off the D and D track. And kind of start to wrap it up, at least. Um, <clears throat> I think the I think what we're coming down to is that even between the three of us, there's not a perfect way to present your organized play that that is going to make all three of us feel no. like you did it ideally mm-hmm. right, right? Um, I, I think that the sentiment that we're expressing here is that even if you do it begrudgingly. <laughs> Or even if you do it wrong, organized play is going to be useful, right? Yeah, there's, there's a useful, there's, there's a value a there. Um, and uh, I am really, we're all really excited about Free League. We all appreciate that D and D is doing something, even mm-hmm. if it's not the the best thing. Like um, there is, they're doing far more than most other companies right yes. now. And that is, we should at least give them a head nod towards that. Even if they have the budget, that should necessitate that they can, there's a reason that they can do far more. Um, I'm I'm totally excited that Free League is, is at the very least, dipping their toes in with a single one shot per setting per year. That, you know, that's just, that's something. Yeah, they're going to get a billion, I think they're going to get a billion people playing their games. They're going to look at back at this year, they're going to be like, this is cool. Like we're getting a ton of new people following us. We're getting a ton of people on our community pages. We're getting a ton of new buyers. How do we expand this? And that's a question that they will answer uh, in 2023. All right, fellows. Um, I like this episode. I think it's good. Um, we haven't done one quite like this, so it's always nice to cover new territory. Mm-hmm. Um we have a whole list, so we 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 we'll, we'll save our pre our exit ramble for the uh, the bumper for the bumper. But um, I I thought maybe we would kind of give a little a little a little tease a little, a little tease here at the mm-hmm. end. Just um, a smackerel. Just a smackerel. Um, John, you had a list here, mm-hmm. and I thought I might at least give a couple of these. Yeah, go for it. Um. We are looking at topics coming up and also people coming up. We have the return of uh, Levi and Skeeter coming up very soon next yes. week on the podcast. I don't know when this one's launching, but 
coming up soon in your podcast feed. We'll have Skeeter and Levi. Um, uh, and or, probably some- or I hope you enjoyed Skeeter and Levi last time. Right. <laughs> Either way, who knows? Uh, but we're we're gonna do though. We're gonna have some more interviews coming up uh, with some creators very soon. Um, and then on top of that, uh, we have refilled the hopper for topics. We're gonna be talking about uh, making gods and patrons more meaningful or meaningful at all um, in <laughs> your game. You. Yep. Uh, riffing off of your players and sessions, which came from John. And um, you know what? We might sneak back in and do another sub, uh, class or two for our, you know, take a class uh, from 5e and, and give look it, at, give look it, at a it from down. a couple. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's the sort of episodes you can expect uh, from the coming weeks. <sighs> Let's see. I'll, I'll round it out by saying thank you to Craig and Girk and bear droid and amy and oh geez louise who all who all do we have here we had uh, mitch was on for a little bit mitch there was on for a little bit yep. girk was on but he's i think he bounced out yep a couple of a couple of newbies that that joined us uh we have remember wife birthday uh which i appreciate <laughs> oh, that yeah. name especially followed by the string of numbers that i think is <laughs> probably the birthday which is beautiful um uh, and a HIPAA violation, by the way. HIPAA violation. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then also give a quick shout out. Uh, I think um, some of the crew from uh, uh, Blank Scenario popped by for a little bit. Oh, there. So we'll say thank you to those guys for being for sneaky, giving us some eyeballs. John Troy, this has been fun. Well, let's do it pleasure. again. Let's do it again sometime. Um, next week? Next week. Let's make let's it happen. It. I, let's do it Sunday. Right. Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Same bat time, same bat channel. Sure. Yep. Or maybe even earlier with more people. Yes. People. Indeed. Indeed. All right. That's going to be our wrap. That's right. Thanks All a right. lot. Have a good night, bots. Play great games, everybody. Yeah. Thanks a lot, man. <laughs> thanks, bots. <laughs> thanks everybody for bringing it in there. there. Yeah. Appreciate it. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode and you want to continue the conversation with us, go ahead and head on over to our Discord. There's a link in the show notes, and you can always shoot us a message on Facebook to get a link there as well. Uh, While you're at it, if you wouldn't mind, give us a like on Facebook. Give us a subscription over here on your podcast feed. Uh, Give us a review and some stars while you're at it. That would be awesome. That's the way we get in front of more people. And if you want to watch a live show, we're live almost every Sunday and Tuesday on Twitch and YouTube. And you can find links to all of that right there in the Discord. We'll see you next time.